Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors. After losing Kyle Lowry midway through the game... Beat the Milwaukee Bucks by a score of 124 to 113. Yes, that is correct. I am going bonkers for the Milwaukee Bucks, who have lost apparently four four games in a row, which you know is not a surprise to me. I've seen the Bucks lose four games in a row in person. Uh, I believe 2019. I believe that was called the Canadian sweep, where you're so nice you give them two wins off the top before you uh, drop them from the conference finals. Uh, but yeah. Raptors, man, you look. Listen, <laughs> they they had maybe the worst loss of the season on Sunday. They lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are the worst team in the league. Uh, who had lost twenty of twenty four games. Pascal Siakam has a freaking layup roll off, and they lose. And then they play the Bucks. They lose Kyle Lowry midway through the game. He twisted his ankle, his left ankle. He tried to give it a go. He couldn't give it a go. It just was bothering him. He had to check out. He had like 18 points in the first half. Man was playing phenomenal. Um, and yet, and yet the Raptors still beat the Bucks. That's the whole story of the season, honestly, with the Raptors, right? Like, you have this one team that is makes you want to tear your hair out, okay? That that start the season two and eight. That you know uh, loses these really close games at the buzzer, um, you know, all with Pascal Siakam missing, which is again very unfortunate for Pascal and the Raptors. And then you have this other team that comes out here and just beats some of the best teams in the league, like you know the team that comes out and beats the Brooklyn Nets, or the team that comes out and just completely locks down on Luka, or um, you know this game against the Bucks where they. Thoroughly outplay the Bucks basically from start to finish, and um, it's <laughs> it's jarring. I guess is the best way to say it. It's so hard to predict which team is going to be, and it makes it so hard to assess which way the Raptors should go. Um, but when you look at a game like this, um, you know you can't help but be impressed because the Raptors did a lot of good things, starting with Nick Nurse changing the starting lineup. So we finally have the answer of what happens when OG and Obi returns. Are the Raptors going to change the starting five? Norman playing so well. It's also the Bucks, who, again, famously drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks before he was traded to Toronto. And Norman Powell has only gone on to uh, pretty much outplay Chris Middleton in uh, two playoff series wins uh, ever since. Seriously, go look it up. But, you know, um, what are they going to do with the starting five? Well, Nick Nurse decides, I'm going small. It's the most logical choice. And, yes, it was the most logical choice because those are your five best players. Play them together. Give them the most minutes, give them the most time together, and it worked brilliantly. This is something that has not happened pretty much the whole season. I can't verify this because I don't have time to go back and uh, check, but I'll just take my word for it, okay? So all five Raptors had scored three minutes into the game. And I'm almost certain, if not absolutely certain, that that has not happened um, with any other game. <laughs> And, you know, it was a relief, and it was nice. But it's also kind of predictable. I mean, those are your five best 
offensive players. I think Chris Boucher, honestly, there are nights where he is one of those five, but on the whole, probably the sixth best offensive player. Those are your five best offensive players. Those guys are going to be able to space the floor. Those five guys who can shoot. Like, you have three guys who can... De- well, four guys who can definitely handle. Norm, I think, is a guy who you can trust to attack off the bounce. OG was a guy who could attack off the bounce, as evidenced by his driving, off the pick and roll, spin in the lane, uh, through contact, left-handed, reverse layup, flip it off the glass for the and one. Like, you might have five guys who can handle. But definitely five guys who can shoot. Five guys who can get, um, get their own offense and... Yeah, it was going to work offensively. And I think defensively, that's where you might have had concerns where you might think, well, the Bucks are big. Uh, they're a big team, right? Um, Giannis is a power forward. Uh, you know, Brooke Lopez is out there. Uh, you know, they didn't have Drew Holiday, but Drew Holiday obviously is huge at the point guard position, like 6'4". Um, DiVincenzo's pretty tall, pretty athletic as well. I mean, you know, even Middleton, who is 6'8", I mean, a small forward, is, is not undersized by any means. So the Bucks are a pretty big team. And you might think, okay, they might hurt the Raptors on the inside, especially with Giannis being a battering ram that's just going to go to the basket time and time again. Travel, hop step, euro step, you know, hero step. I don't know what you want to call it, man. This guy was doing the Osmo step on the, all the way to the basket. Finally got called for a travel late in the game. Um, but, you know, of course, you're going to need a lot of rim protection. So how is this small ball lineup going to work? Turns out it worked fine. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it turns out it worked fine. Um, I think the Bucks. The numbers might not reflect that early in the game because the Bucks were making some pretty wild threes. Um, you know, I think DiVincenzo banked one in off the glass. There was like one three that badly missed, but sort of did the toilet bowl swirl and finally dropped in. Um, looking like that, um, that what is that? At that, you know, when you go to Niagara Falls and there's that like machine where you put in a dollar and a penny and then they you, you turn the crank and it comes out with this like stretch penny and you're like, I just lost a dollar. For this stupid, uh, anyway, whatever. Um, yeah, basically, it was one of those type of threes. And um, then afterwards, Pat Connaughton, who is literally a carpenter, um, it came in and, and drained four straight threes, although that was partially because he was getting guarded by Terrence Davis. Although, to say he was being guarded by Terrence clearly wasn't the case because this man was open like every time uh, for back cuts as well. But I thought the Raptors defensively played well. Um, I thought they actually did a really good job against Giannis. Having OGNO be back from injury after 10 games. Uh, without with the calf injury was huge because you could put OG size on Giannis. And it's almost scary because you look at Giannis, you say, well, 34 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, 5 steals, 2 blocks. He's got shot 11 to 20, hit two threes, was even good at the free throw line, 10 of 14, even though he takes like 15 seconds per free throw. Um, you know, <laughs> you might say, well, is that really that good of a night? Yes, it is. I think the Raptors did a really good job guarding him and he made some jumpers. That's fine. He got some generous whistles, which is fine. But for the most part, did it feel like Giannis was going to hurt the Raptors every single time? And no, I don't think the Raptors had him out of control. I think they kept him in control. I think they did a really good job swarming, helping, as they always do. They played Giannis a million times. Uh, they know exactly how to play him. And he's going to get his numbers because he's a force of nature. But the thing, the Raptors did a really good job. OG on the ball was the primary summit against Giannis. <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, after missing three weeks, your your reward is to guard Giannis. OG picked up two quick fouls, but he hit a three right away in his first shot of the game. Uh, then he then he picked off Giannis, um, and you know it was it was seeming good, but he picked up two quick fouls. Uh, you know, a little questionable, um, and there were some questionable fouls in, in the first quarter. I thought it, it kind of leveled out after that. I don't think this was an unbalanced uh, game in terms of officiating, aside from the first quarter where it was getting called real tight. Um, 
but yeah, the, the starting five looked good. The small ball group looked really good. They helped each other. They flew around. They rotated around. I thought the small ball group had a really big effect on Chris Middleton. Again, it's another guy the Raptors have played a ton. And Chris Middleton is, you know, legitimately uh, become a really good player. He's, like, lights out. This guy got one of the most impressive, like, shooting, pregame shooting uh, warm-ups. I just remember watching, like, um, you know, obviously the 2019 playoffs real closely. And when you watch Middleton shoot, this guy would, like, not miss for any anywhere. Like, he just, he's that kind of automatic kind of shooter. Doesn't really jump much, but it just seems to always go in. Um and, you know, having said that, though, the Raptors have had a pretty good game plan against Middleton in the past. And, you know, I thought Middleton was really good against the Raptors when the Raptors lost to Milwaukee um, earlier in the season, even though that game was close as well. The Raptors' small ball lineup, I think, gave them some real, real advantages against Middleton because Middleton, obviously, as a guy who's a shooter, going to come off a lot of screens, on ball, off ball. And the Raptors were able to switch a lot of those, were able to be real physical around them, deny him. Um, coming off the, like a pin down, you know, if you use the screen, switching that screen, you know, uh, staying up on the jumper, denying the jumper. And they did a really good job. And I think, you know, because the Raptors have had so much experience, I trust any of the Raptors five starters to be guarding Middleton. And I trusted a whole bunch of the Raptors starters to be at least on the ball against Giannis with help coming. Um, and then the rest of the guys, you know, you, you just have to rotate and recover on. And, you know, yeah, sometimes they're getting burned by Bryn Forbes hitting threes or, Connaughton hitting threes or Brooke Lopez hitting a corner three. Like, that's going to happen when you when you have to send extra help against Giannis. But Raptors did a really good job defensively, and I thought they were really competitive. They were really into it. And um, you know, it was just clear right off the bat the Raptors are going to be good. Um, they were really good in this game. I mean, there's you can tell right away if the Raptors are going to compete that night. Like, for example, against Minnesota, the first basket of the game, there was like a breakdown, and someone got right inside for a layup, like walked to the rim for a layup. And the next play, same deal. And so you were like, all right, so the Raps just not going to be serious tonight. Raptors were serious tonight. And they had a great intent. They played through um, some foul trouble early on. Guys got into foul trouble. I think, man, Kyle picked up two in the first quarter. OG picked up two in the first quarter. Pascal was close to picking up some foul trouble there, too. Fred was dealing with a little bit of it as well. Um, but they kind of managed the rotations well. And again, first half, like, the Raptors just offensively, lit the Bucks up in terms of um, their, of course their three point shooting was good but they were also getting to the basket um, you know I thought Kyle did a really good job mid range game in between game Kyle's using the floater a lot more this season I feel like sort of like a push shot it's not as graceful as other guards taking uh, floaters but Kyle's not a guy who plays on grace he plays to win and he's always very effective against the Bucks. um and, you know, he was scoring against guy at 18 points in 22 minutes before he checked out with six rebounds, six assists. He did a really good job leading the charge. Um, I thought Fred was also quite sharp. Fred had a really uh, off night in terms of shooting the ball against Milwaukee that first game. Raptors also playing a weird strategy. Like, every time the Raptors play the Bucks, they play some weird strategies. Like, they always try something new. Like, the other game, they tried, like, 63s against the Bucks. They were clearly just launching threes. Uh, the, tonight, they, they were still hitting a lot of – they were still shooting a lot of threes because that's what Milwaukee gives up. But the Raptors did a better job of getting into the paint. And, yeah, the Raptors had 64 points at halftime. Uh, and, you know, coming out of that halftime, I was really wondering how the Raptors are going to, A, uh, deal with Kyle Lowry. Because Kyle was, you know, um, made this amazing lung-bursting play. Like, this guy drove inside, created an open shot. The shot missed. Kyle Lowry then fought for the offensive rebound. Again, he's the smallest guy on the floor. I mean, well, I guess except for Fred. 
uh, wins the rebound, tries to pass it to, to Pascal, cutting to the basket. The, the pass gets picked off. It's a third one fast break. Collar busts his ass to go all the way back. Presses up on Bryn Forbes to actually slow the fast break. A foul was called, but foul was called because Kyle Lowry twisted his ankle um, because he was busting his ass that hard. And um, he had to check out of the game. This is like maybe, you know, 35 seconds left in the, the first half. So uh, it was a big question mark. Well, is, is Kyle going to come back? He did come back uh, to start the third quarter, but he had to check out. He just gave it a go. Nothing really seriously re-aggravated it, but it's one of those things where it's kind of like a pain tolerance thing and, you know, I've, I mean, I've seen Kyle play through entire series. Like we played through, he played through the entire Buck series with uh, that oven mitt on because he had a like torn ligament in his thumb. Like I don't even know how do you play basketball with a torn ligament? I don't understand. This guy was literally wearing an oven mitt anywhere he go, uh, he went. But Kyle to come out, and I was really wondering who was going to step up for the Raptors because he was the Raptors' best player in the first half. <laughs> and you know, you always wonder what the Raptors going to do without Kyle. But this season, oddly enough, the Raptors have done really, really well without Larry. And that's not to say the Raptors don't need Kyle. That's not to say, okay, Raptors have done so well with Kyle. We got to trade him. None of that stuff. Just don't jump to a conclusion. Just look at it in terms of the Raptors have done a really good job stepping up around him. And the Raptors, you know, they have had four games earlier this season where they've had um, either Kyle Lowry missing for good or Kyle Lowry leaving the game with injury. And um, they're 4-0. They were 4-0. Uh, and tonight, I, I thought the streak was going to be put up to the test against a really tough team, but it, it continued once again. And Fred was the major a player in that charge and sort of keeping the Raptors afloat in the third quarter. He was sensational. Ten points in the third quarter, uh, got into the mid-range. I mean, he had a mid-range rainbow float over, Gian- over um, Giannis, which is amazing. Again, the Bucks are going to always give up um, a lot of jumpers to perimeter players who can hit pull-up jumpers like Kyle, like Fred, because they drop their big backs so far in the paint that it's a two-on-one if you set a good screen. And if you set a high enough screen that's a good enough screen up, up top, it's a pull-up three. And if you set a, th- a screen and even just at the three-point line, the defender's always going to fight over the top, and there's going to be space in the mid-range. And Fred was able to get into that mid-range, was able to um, draw some fouls, and you get to the free-throw line, uh, drive all the way in for a layup when there was a defensive breakdown. Fred was sensational in that third quarter. And, um, you know, the Raptors, the rest of the Raptors just kind of followed too. Like, they kind of just did enough around him um, in that third quarter. Because that third quarter was always going to be the one that was really difficult. Because you don't expect to lose Kyle, but once you lose him, how are you going to figure figure out your rotation? The Raptors leaned heavily on Chris Boucher in that stretch, so they went away from that small ball group. Uh, and they almost went so far away from that small ball group, they started playing um, the opposite, which was a two-center lineup with Boucher and Aaron Baines coming off the bench with Pascal Siakam at three. So, you know, they went from playing no centers to two centers with Pascal playing small forward. Um, but, yeah, they, they kind of just did enough in that third quarter, thanks in, in large part to Fred VanVleet. Um, you know, OG hit a three. Um, Boucher hit two threes. Boucher is really good. Baines got, you know, was rolling to the basket, scoring. Uh, Matt Thomas came in, gave him five minutes, and was matched up against Giannis one-on-one at one point, which I audibly gasped at the TV like I was watching Jaws. <laughs> and this man was about to get consumed. Um, but uh, Giannis passed out. And I think Lopez had a corner three because uh, Boucher was helping off. Well, I mean, come on. You, you need to help off when when Giannis is uh, being guarded by Matt Thomas. But the Raptors survived that third quarter. And that fourth quarter 
Raptors just had more in the tank, I felt like. I don't know what it was. Maybe the Bucks were just, like, tired or something like that. But Raptors executed beautifully in the fourth quarter. And the Bucks just, I don't know, they kind of had nothing. Like, I don't really know if you can close games effectively with Giannis as the leading guy. Um, of course, I'm sure, I'm sure he's done it. Obviously, he's a two-time MVP. I'm not saying that, you know, it's impossible for Giannis to close a game out for you. I'm sure it happens. But um, tonight, I think you do see some of the limitations with that, right? Like, you do see the fact that, you know, he's pretty much going to do one thing, which is to drive hard at you. And he has some Euro steps. And, again, the refs, referees are blind to when he when he travels, stuff like that. Um, you know, like, th- this guy is just is trying to get to the basket. And eventually the Raptors kind of just figured out how to do that. I think they stopped, you know, um, fouling him as much. He stopped getting as many free throws called on him. And the Raptors just did a better job of absorbing the contact, whether that was Pascal, whether that was OG, whether that was Chris Boucher up top. Did a really good job against Giannis. Um, in the fourth quarter, he played the entire fourth quarter, three of seven from the field, and that includes a three, that includes a pull-up jumper. So, really, he only rampaged the rim successfully once. And the Raptors did a really good job there. They did a good job against Chris Middleton as well. And this is where, you know, you really, really needed, um, like, just a very solid effort defensively from your group. And I thought OJ Anobi coming in really did solidify things. Um, he was on a minutes restriction tonight after obviously missing so many games. He ends up playing 27 minutes. I thought he was phenomenal in the third, in the fourth quarter. Just so, so good. Um, you know, he got out for a breakaway dunk. Um, you know, he, he, he had a spinning reverse layup that was ridiculous. Uh, you know, he was, um, and I just think defensively, like, obviously that's where you need OG the most, but he blocked Giannis on a drive clean. It was called a foul. Nick Nurse went to review it, a very smart play. And, uh, it was, uh, deemed as a clean block, which it was. Um, OG also had a possession where he was guarding Chris Middleton and was pressed up on him and forced Middleton into a, a travel, which was his fifth turnover of the game uh, with zero assists. So again, they just did an amazing job on Chris Middleton. Uh, and OG also collected two, you know, four defensive rebounds in the in the fourth quarter, but two especially that come to mind in the, in the uh, last few minutes of the game. Uh, and then you you mix in some three point shooting from Fred. You mix in Pascal Siakam was you know, just coming alive in the fourth quarter. He played, he played the entire fourth quarter. He scored nine points with four rebounds. You know, he took it hard to the basket repeatedly. Um, you know, he got the mid-range jumper on, on a catch-and-shoot. He um, drove right at Brooke Lopez. Um, missed the first shot, but he was the one who was there for the offensive rebound for the putback. Then he, like, drove it super hard down the lane. Was about to put, like, literally Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and Chris Middleton on a poster before they fouled him at the basket. Um, I wish Keyshawn was there to take that photo like he did with Kawhi and uh, and, and Giannis back in Game 6. But, um, yeah, man, Pascal uh, took a hard split a pair of free throws. And he was awesome um, to close this game. I thought his aggression was really good. He found a really nice rhythm in terms of um, how to attack the paint against the Bucks, which is usually an uphill battle, but also being effective, um, A, with his offense, but also B, setting up other players. And then, you know, they got great contributions from their their, their fringe guys. Like Norm, for example, you know, I thought, man, he had, some, he had a tough stretch there. He had two turnovers, you know, one where he was trying to just force it into a crowd and the Bucks got out for a breakaway and it was just a bad play and the Raptors had got some momentum then Norm had that turnover it was it was a bad turnover but then Norm responded to that turnover after that timeout making two great plays 
he hit a corner three off a great driving kick from Fred. Great pin down screen there from Aaron Baines to uh, screen off the ball to get Norm open in the corner. Norm got a wide open look and he made it. Um, then Norm drove all the way to the basket against uh, DiVincenzo, kind of just used his strength, outmuscled him, got to the layup. And then I thought Norm's best play was he uh, caught the ball in the corner, attacked off the catch, you know, beat his man off the dribble, drew the help at the basket because the Bucks are going to help with the basket. And Norm um, kicked it out to Boucher, who was spacing in the opposite corner, and Boucher knocked down the three for one of his four threes on the night. And it was just a great collective effort. Like I thought Baines did a decent job there too. So, um, you know, I loved it. Baines even drew a charge against Chris Middleton. Listen, if you didn't force a turnover on Chris Middleton tonight, you are not getting a star. Um, but yeah, seriously, it was a great win, feel good win. And the Bucks again, they just, you know, with Middleton off, he's usually closing, you know, a lot of games for them. They had to go through Giannis. Giannis does one thing. It's a little predictable. And honestly, the Bucks were kind of in it earlier because they had some great shooting. Like Pat Connaughton matched the season high with 16 points, like in the first nine minutes of the game. He ends up with a season high 20 points. Bobby Portis was making some contested jumpers. He's been pretty good this season, but, you know, 16 points and 7 11 shooting. I'm like, my God. Steven Chenzel was hot, was hot. He was doing some stuff. Br- Bryn Forbes, you know, he can, he can shoot, I guess. But so, it, you know, it, it was just. Uh, you know, I mean, look, listen, the Raptors are going to double. You know, the Bucks did a good job of screening and either using Giannis as a screener role partner or getting him in the post and drawing a double and kicking it, swinging it. So you got to give them credit. But I thought in the second half, the Raptors did a better job of guarding Giannis just one-on-one. Obviously, OG not being in foul trouble helps a lot more. And the Raptors just did a better job of just closing out to some of these guys. I mean, sometimes, I mean, look, the Bucks have a lot of shooters, yes. But how many of these guys are like, Dead eye, accurate, never let him shoot. Chris Middleton, Bryn Forbes, I guess, because he's, I mean, he was a pretty good shooter with the Spurs, and he, he was a kind of a nice pickup from them, I guess, but um, he's defensively compromised, so uh, he's kind of a one-way player. He's kind of like a Matt Thomas. Like, you know, the rest of the guys, you know, okay, calls out on DJ Augustine, but he's also like five foot ten, so... I mean, he can get a shot thrown back at him pretty easily. Chris Boucher was just blocking this man like, um, it was it was unbelievable, man. This guy blanketed him, <laughs> um, like it was a winter storm. Basically, that's 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 hit across North America where it's just DJ had no space whatsoever, man. Chris Boucher, it looked like honestly one of those like Montreal snowfalls where um, you just like see these horrible horror pictures of like 12 inches of snow on the ground and you can barely see the cars and trees are toppled over like that's pretty much the effect that Chris uh, Chris Boucher was having on DJ Augustine uh, and some of these guys just cooled off and you know it is what it is like is Pat Connaughton going to score 16 points every nine minutes no even if you give him open shots no um he's again he's a carpenter he's going to operate with some bricks so it, it is what it is with the Bucks they, they honestly looked a little bit weaker I thought um you know if if you had a better coach, I think you might adjust to what the Raptors did. So maybe, okay, look, Nick changes the starting five. He's putting in the small ball five for the first time all season. That might catch you off surprise, right? I don't even blame Bud for that. You know, Nick has been resistant to it in the past. He goes with it today. But once you see that happening, you got to adjust your game plan. Like, you know, you got to give Brook Lopez a couple of post touches. Not necessarily to get him to score, but... If you post Brook Lopez, the Raptors sending a double. And then all of a sudden you can still kick it out and, and hit the three-point shots or drive and slash, whatever you want to do, cut, right? You know, but there was very little post touches for Brook. And if you, 
if you see the Raptors are that small, go to the offensive glass. And the Bucks were, you know, by principle, they just don't go to the offensive glass. Occasionally, they will send one of their um, wings on the perimeter, usually Pat Connaughton or DiVincenzo, the, the two, like, sneaky athletic all-stars. Like, those guys really are eight really good jumpers. Um, but, you know, they usually operate in the corner, you know, waiting for corner threes. So if a shot goes up from elsewhere, sometimes they'll crash in and try to get a board that way. And those guys, you know, got three offensive rebounds. But they didn't try to crash offensive glass. And that's something you would figure you would do against the Raptors when they're small. But, again, I don't know. Mike Boonhoser is, <laughs> is Mike Boonhoser. Are you expecting him to adjust? It's like, you know, expecting DJ Augustine to grow. Like, it's, you know, some people are just what they are. So, um yeah, it was a great effort by the Raptors. I thought, you know, a lot of good positive things that happened tonight. Um, you know, and again, hopefully Kyle is okay. Obviously, you know, it's it's unbelievable that the Raptors finally get to this lineup, finally get one of their best wins. And, of course, they do lose, you know, um, their leader in that stretch. But guys stepped up. Fred stepped up. Pascal stepped up. I mean, Fred had 33 points against the Bucks. Like, it's unbelievable. Of course, Drew Holiday not being there is going to compromise the Bucks' defense at the point of attack. But damn, Fred Van Vliet torched these guys at every level, too, from the three. I mean, get how are you going to let Fred shoot 12 threes? Did you not see him score, like, 54 points, like, I don't know, earlier this month? Like, you know, you got to guard Fred on the three-point line, but Fred was consistently getting open there. Got to the mid-range, got to the basket, got to the free-throw line, set other guys up. Fred was sensational, um, you know. And, yeah, other guys followed, and it was great to have OG back. So, you know, it is a, it's a great effort. Uh, obviously, the Raptors played the Bucks again, so it's going to be very difficult to beat this team two games in a row. We'll see if Mike Budenholzer makes adjustments. Somehow I doubt it, but I do think the Raptors do lose a little bit of the element of surprise in addition to maybe potentially being without Kyle. So we'll see. Nick's update after the game was that, you know, it, it's sore. So, okay. Uh, but, yeah, it's a, it's a great win, and honestly one of their best wins of the season. Raps just got to play consistently, honestly, because there's a good team in there. They just only show up half the time, which is super weird. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Uh, in terms of your three stars, Fred VanVleet, your first star, 33 points. 12 of 22 shooting, 5 of 12 from 3, 4 of 6 on the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals. Best player on the floor tonight. I understand Giannis is on there. Listen, Fred was... I saw Fred scoring Giannis. I did not see Giannis scoring Fred. So Fred's getting the first star. Unbelievable performance. I'm sure, by the way, if you watch... Like, if you're a Bucks fan and you see <laughs> you see Fred VanVleet doing this, like, how triggered must you be? Like, it's, this must be, like, when I watched um, Cavs games and I saw, like... no, you know, Obviously, Fred is way better than Channing Frye. Or like J.R. Smith or any of these guys, but I'm like every single time the Raptors play the Cavs in regular season and Channing Fry was getting open the pick and pops, I was just having like flashbacks. Like I was overreacting to everything happening, and I can only imagine how uh, how triggering it was for the Bucks fans to be watching Fred uh, do that at, at a Pfizer forum. 
Uh, in terms of your second star, you know, I, I'm probably going to give it to OG, honestly. I, I thought OG played so well in his role. Obviously limited, but he had the hardest task tonight, which is to guard Giannis. Did a decent job of it. Came up with a block against Giannis late. Um, 13 points, 7 rebounds, an assist, a seal, a block, 27 minutes for, for OG. Obviously on a minutes restriction. You know, <laughs> super confident with the threes. You know, he was even pulling contested threes late in the game, which I like. Um, you know, got the, the driving, spinning, uh, you know, layup off the glass and one. Had the mid-range turnaround jumper, breakaway dunk, uh, some key defensive stops. I loved everything from OG tonight, and I and I missed this dude so badly. And then third star, you can go a lot of ways with this. I honestly think Chris should really get some consideration. 14 points, 6 rebounds, and assists, 5 blocks in 30 minutes off the bench. He hit 4 threes as well. I thought he did a much better job of, instead of rolling into the paint where the pucks were always going to be there and always more physical, uh, popping out to the perimeter. And, and he was, you know, I mean, Chris is definitely going to be willing to shoot a jumper. And he was he was making them tonight, and of course he was also swatting um, a lot of uh, perimeter players in rotation. But realistically, I give, you got to give it to Pascal. I thought Pascal played awesome. Um, I know the eight of twenty three shooting is not the most efficient night if you look at that, but I think the way the Bucks are set up, I mean, like he's either getting guarded by Giannis or like Brook Lopez, so uh, it's going to be tough for him to score in the paint, especially with help defense coming there too. So he's going to have to shoot more jumpers, and that's going to make his game more inefficient because he's obviously way better in the paint than he is shooting jumpers. He had two of eight from three tonight. Obviously, eight is a lot of attempts for for three, but I think this is a matchup-specific thing, not Pascal settling for jumpers. Uh, and, you know, he had some mid-range, uh, some drives that kind of fell short and whatever, you know, wanted the call. But I love this aggression late, man. 13 rebounds, five offensive rebounds. I mean, this guy all rebounded Giannis, you know, and he had six assists as well. Um, you know, driving, drawing attention, kicking it out. Um, you know, and I, I love Pascal's game tonight, so he's getting my third star. In terms of your Gerald Henderson Award winner, that's got to go to Pat Connaughton. This guy was unbelievable to start the game. Hit his first four threes, had a cutting layup. And, you know, Terrence Davis is at fault for a lot of those. He got caught napping. But then it was like, okay, Raptors were doubling in the post. Then the Bucks were making quick passes. You know, you know, you could say, okay, you know, TD could be pressed up more, especially on a guy who was hot. But, I mean, he was the guy in the opposite corner with Giannis posting up. So, it's going to be a late rotation usually or a late closeout usually. That's probably as good as you can do unless you just don't rotate uh, and let someone else be open. And and Pat is not necessarily like a lights-out three-point shooter. So, he was just making his shots, made a back cut. You know, he even back cut Kyle Lowry. So, I, I can't necessarily just blame it on um, the sophomore. But... Yeah, this guy was red hot, and then of course second half he uh, he cooled off, but he also had a stretch where he had back to back blocks. I don't know, man. Pat was everywhere tonight. This guy had the best quarter of the game uh, in that second quarter. He was dominant, but of course he cooled off because you know he's Pat Connaughton. So um, that does it for the podcast. Thanks everyone for listening. I know people really wanted a uh, a slander pod, and I hear that. Trust me, I want a slander pod as well, um, but. I believe I said you, the Raptors got to be over 500 for do it, or at least at 500 to do it. Because otherwise, you know, I just don't want to. I just don't want to jeopardize it. I know the Raptors are playing the Bucks again, like in two days. Who knows what's going to happen in that matchup? Um, you know, the Bucks were favored by six points tonight, um, so I don't want to necessarily just create bad vibes. So I'll just say, look, when the Raptors hit 500 or better, and there is a slander pod worthy game like this game. Yes, I will definitely call up um, Assad, but for the moment, 
Raptors are still only 13 and 15, which seems absurd when you beat the Bucks. But you know, the Bucks have also lost four straight, so it is what it is. So thanks everyone for listening. Great game from the from the from the Raptors, and hopefully they can just sustain this. Hopefully Kyle is healthy, and hopefully. You know, they keep rolling with the small ball five because I, I really want to see more of it, especially with OG back. So um, it's a great win. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And, um, yeah, I'll be back on, what is today, Tuesday? On Thursday when the Raptors play the Bucks once again. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com.